This is Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence, and my sponsor is Yerba Mate. Yerba Mate is an organic, kosher energy drink from South America that has as much caffeine as Red Bull or Monster. All the caffeine, none of the shakes, jitters, or crashes, just pure, clean energy. You can find it at every major grocery store across the nation. Just look for us in the natural selection aisle and come to life. Yerba Mate, keep your energy up. If you're over 40 and want to be the best version of yourself, Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence is here to help. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women who want to live their best life going into middle age. Inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders are here offering tips and how-tos to improve your life. Now, here's Coach Clarence. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. And I'm here this week. I've got a great guest and a really interesting topic with everything that's going on with the world, this pandemic or whatever you believe it is. I'm here with Michael Moorfield. He is the marketing and development director at Alter Tales. It's a nonprofit spay and neuter clinic. The reason that's important because a lot of people will be evicted this weekend. And we want to talk about some options you may have and hopefully maybe you don't have to part with your pets if we can give you some options. So thank you, uh, Michael, for coming in. How are you? What's going on? Tell everybody who you are and why you're important. Thank you so much for having me. Like you said, my name is Michael Moorfield. I've been in animal welfare for about eight years. Used to work in the shelter environment and then just recently moved over to Altered Tales. I worked in for-profit and lots of jobs. I was a Worked at a bookstore. I was a flight attendant for a while. Worked in hotels. Saw some really crazy, you know, work in the night shift. You see some crazy stories <laughs> and really interesting celebrity encounters, you know. It's one of those really crazy things that you've gone through kind of a lot in life. And I realized that I wanted to make a difference. Sure. And working in a nonprofit was the way I want to do it. And animals changed my life. I've had animals around my whole life. God, I've had lizards and parrots and dogs and cats and all of that. And I wanted to help bring that happiness to other people. It made my life better. So how can I work harder to make other people's lives better? How can I share that love that I feel and how much everything is better with my animals? And how can I make that feeling for other people? And I got into you know animal welfare. I've never looked back and I never will because it's uh, very rewarding and you get to literally make families. So what is the main purpose of Alter Tales? What do you guys do? What's the 90% of the business? 90% of our business is spay and neuter surgeries for low-income households. And so spay and neuter is the number one factor for the decrease in preventable euthanasia in the United States. In Maricopa County, 10 years ago or so, we were ranked one of the worst areas for homeless pets in the country. And a group of shelters and, and organizations all came together and said, how do we make this difference? And it was a group called Fix It Up Save okay. with some funding. And we were able to work together as a shelter and work together as organizations. And we were able to lower the euthanasia rate by 83% in Maricopa County. That was spay and neuter efforts. That was vouchers. That was adoption specials. That was literally people working together. It's one of the coolest things about animal welfare is you really do have to work together. It's a high tides raise all boats teamwork sure. makes the dream work kind of situation. And we've kind of talked to a lot of other states and areas about, hey, how do we help you do that? Because look at the numbers that you can do. But for Altered Tales, it's spay and neuter surgeries. It's uh, voucher programs. It's, you know, we have the lowest price, but still the highest quality spay and neuters in the valley. Sometimes we're 
30% or you know 70% lower uh, for spay and neuter. Some places are two or three times higher than us for spay and neuter. But spay and neuter is so important for your pets. Besides the fact that you're not contributing to you know oops litters or accidental litters and the you know the growing homelessness population of animals in your community, you're also increasing the life of your animal by spaying and neutering your animal. Your animal will live longer. There are cancers that don't exist because the animal's been spayed or neutered. A female dog that's been spayed has a chance of living 26% longer. That's a quarter of their life that you get to spend with them. A neutered male dog, that's like 13% longer. And so besides the fact that you're making a big difference in your community, you're also providing the best health and the best life for your pet. And that's why it's so important. And being a nonprofit, it allows us to basically take everything we can and all those donations and, and work on those, those tighter margins so that we can pass that savings on to our community and provide as many surgeries as possible. Last year, we did over 24,000 spay and neuter surgeries. We also do vaccines and, and some wellness care, but really, it's spay and neuter. It's, it's a constant. We have two clinics. We're looking at opening up a third because the need is there and our community needs it. So we know the eviction moratorium is running out this weekend. What is going to happen with people who have pets? It's going to be tough. You know, I think what's really important for people to understand is that they're not alone. So we're looking at about 64,000 people may be at risk of some sort of housing disruption or eviction after the moratorium passes. Uh, in Maricopa County, that's like 40 some odd thousand. So I mean, it's the majority of, of people in Arizona in Maricopa County uh, are going to be affected. And so when you're talking about 21% of people that are behind on their rent believe it is very likely that they will be evicted. You're talking massive numbers, tens of thousands of people. In the worst case scenario, it may double the homeless population in Maricopa County. And yeah, because they won't be able to get a new apartment because they've got a history of not paying rent. Yep. They don't care about COVID. And eviction is going to be on the record. You know, there's yep. probably some people out there that are looking, you know, okay, we'll look past that. But it's a big and, and rents have also gone up since the pandemic. And there sure. are cases in Tempe and so on of, of places increasing rent. And so so you finally caught up. And then that's another crazy thing in Arizona. You can actually catch up on all your rent. You can get that rental assistance. You can push through that program and you can still be evicted because you broke your terms broke your and terms. you broke your lease. Exactly. So what we're looking at is possibly a, a large percentage of those people being evicted or having a housing disruption may have pets. So we're looking at almost a 2,000 to 5,000 uh, animal increase per month ending up in animal shelters in Maricopa County. And the shelters, no matter how great they are, and I love working with them, we're all friends, we all talk all the time, nobody is ready for that. It is physically impossible to be ready for that level, that influx of animals coming into the shelters. So a uh, program was created back in September, October. We all got together, all the animal welfare groups and said, how can we make a difference? And we created a thing called the Pet Housing Help AZ. And there's a website called PetHousingHelpAZ.org that provides uh, links to rental assistance programs, temporary foster programs, peer-to-peer rehoming programs if you're unable to keep your pet, low-cost veterinary services, food banks. If you are in a tough spot and you're not alone, there's a lot of people out there, and you're looking for a no-judgment free resource, PetHousingHelpAZ.org is the best because... It is people in the animal welfare world trying to figure out how we can help our community. And it's going to hit hard. Most people in this situation, it's embarrassing. You know, they lost a job. Maybe they lost a spouse or a partner. What advice would you give them? Because a lot of people are embarrassed to call. We don't want pets on the side of the road or in the middle of the desert or whatever. What advice would you give them? 
And what kind of reception will they get? Because a lot of people feel like they're going to be judged if they got evicted or they have to give their pet up. There's a lot of judgment around that. Working with the animal welfare groups here in the Valley or working with Pet Housing Help AZ or Altered Tales, you're going to be received open arms. And that is because we've been there. We've seen tough cases. Some of the things that I've seen working in the shelter world literally keep me up at night. They haunt me because of what has happened to animals because people put themselves first or or did terrible things because they didn't care for their animal. I mean, it's startling. And we wanted to put resources out there for people to know that they're not alone, that there are resources, that if you're unable to keep your pet, you can rehome them. If you're Maybe it's just like a month. Maybe it's two months. Maybe you're between places and you're looking for a temporary foster. You know, there's those options out there. And I think in the past, a lot of, you know, animal welfare shelters or rescues have gotten a bad rap for being real hard on people or the, the process is like an interrogation. We've really moved away from that. It's an open adoption policy. It's, you know, it's, it's these kind of this understanding. But the difficulty is even if you're in a tough spot and you're like, I'd like to surrender my pet back to a shelter. Um, you know, we're looking at four to five to six weeks out for appointments. There's there's no major organization in the Valley that is doing same-day surrenders. Now, I know a lot of people have talked about return of these pandemic pets. Oh, you know, people got these pets over pandemic, and then now they're returning them. That's not true. So the numbers aren't there. And there are other reasons why shelters are full, and that's not it. There's a difference between returns, where you've got a dog or a cat from an organization, and now you're returning it. And owner surrender, which is where if you're in a difficult spot or uh, you're unable to care for that pet anymore, you're surrendering it back. And so the stats out there are not showing that these pets that were adopted over pandemic are being returned. ASPCA listed that 87% of people that adopted over the pandemic would not return their pet after the pandemic goes over. And 93% of people that responded to Rover's survey stated that their pet that they got over pandemic made their lives better. Real quick, you, you used a couple acronyms, you said in Rover. What does that mean? We just want to make sure people understand what yeah. those terms are. Rover.com is one of the largest pet sitting services where people can work with pet sitters and so on. And it can be a really great program, but they have a pulse on pet owners. And so these are two really well-established organizations that you should be listening to to understand. And then in Maricopa County, talking to animal welfare organizations, because we meet every other week to talk about this. Like That's how serious... The animal welfare groups are taking this in the valley. We meet every other week. We email constantly. There are multiple, you know, groups to to make sure that we get all the information. And they're saying that those returns for the pet pandemic, that's not true. But shelters are overwhelmed. There's a lot of factors behind that. One, just because the eviction moratorium is just happening now, it doesn't mean people weren't being evicted or losing their houses. And it's on the weekend. It's not like people are going to be out this weekend. There's a process. Yep, there is a process. It's probably a two-week process. We're really thinking more like maybe two or three weeks in August, at worst case. And I find maybe some of these judges will be lenient. You know, they we went through a, a really tough time. Yeah, and you know, and I'm here's hoping for some of that. You know, I've talked to a constable in Tempe, and she's an incredible woman, and she's you know worried about what she's going to have to see and what she has to legally do. But you know, don't forget, after two thousand eight, two thousand nine, there were people just refusing to follow orders and saying, I'm not evicting people. I know how bad this can get. So, you know, that might protect some people. But when you're talking tens of thousands of disruptions, that's it's a whole new level. And, and, and that's a big concern. And so, you know, people have been evicted or lost their homes or unable to find housing or lost their jobs during the pandemic. So those surrenders that have already been happening, 
uh, there was uh, some there was a distemper outbreak at multiple rescues and and organizations in the valley, and they did incredible work controlling it. But distemper is a vaccine preventable disease that is fatal, like fifty to eighty percent fatal if your dog catches it. And you don't have to worry about it. It's not you. It's your pet. It's your dog that can catch it. But it is uh, when it gets into a tough environment, like this slightly cooler weather and this extra humidity. Distemper loves to live in that environment and it spreads so easily. So one, make sure your vet is vaccinating your pet and make sure your pets are vaccinated for distemper, parvo, and so on. But that's also affecting these organizations because dealing with a virus like this and a disease is very difficult. And on top of that, the other part is staffing. If you're looking for a job in animal welfare, this is the time to make that career change. There are a lot of positions out there. There's counselors, there's animal care technicians, veterinary technicians. But you know, just like all businesses and all organizations, there is some hiring challenges. And so it's kind of like a perfect storm. And some people are thinking it's the return of these pandemic pets, but it's not. But no matter what it is, these these combinations of efforts and these organizations are working so hard to get these animals out adopted, they're still full. So if you're looking to surrender your pet tomorrow or the next day or something like that, you're looking at sometimes a month out. And that's why PetHousingHelpAZ.org is so important. You can do all these resources on your own. So if you're feeling like you're going to be judged or you're feeling like it's going to be a heavy weight, it's all online so you can do it without that interaction that may make you feel uncomfortable, but you're still doing the best thing for your pet. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Michael Morefield. Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence will be back right after this. SunWarrior.com plant-based proteins and superfood supplements. Raise your vibe, your light, energy, and love. Sun Warrior believes the answers for optimal health are found in nature. Our clean burning sources of plant-based proteins provide essential BCAAs, branched-chain amino acids for muscle growth, pretension, and energy. Get the benefits from plant proteins that taste amazing and are 100% vegan. No added sugar, gluten-free, and mixed easily. For nutrition on the go in a shaker and a protein boost to your favorite smoothies, use the code for a discount, Coach Clarence. Go to sunwarrior.com, discount code Coach Clarence. And now back to Fit Over 40. Here's your host, Coach Clarence. All right, we are back with Michael Morefield. He's the Marketing and Development Director of Altered Tales Nonprofit Spay and Neuter Clinic. But we're not talking about spay and neuter so much today. We're talking about a lot of people are going to be evicted this weekend. They have pets. They don't know where to do with their pets. Obviously, for some folks, pets are like their children. They don't have kids. What do they need to do? So right away, Michael, what should people do knowing, hey, I don't got rent. I squandered my money. Whatever the situation is, we're not here to judge. What should they do? They got a house full of cats or dogs or a dog or a cat or a parakeet or a lizard in Arizona. You might have a coyote living in the house. Who knows? What what do you do? You know, you got to go to PetHousingHelpAZ.org, and we tried to make it as simple as humanly possible because, and you're dealing with boxes, you're talking about moving, you're talking about constables, you're talking about legal paperwork. Well, constables give you 30 minutes to grab a couple things. Right. They don't give you time to get a pet together. Yeah. If they're really nice, they'll give you 30 minutes. They might say, grab what you got, your personals, and get out. Right. And and so we tried to make the process as simple as possible. You know, all the you know big groups of animal welfare got together to say, like, how can we make this easy? How can we make this accessible? I mean, the front page basically has two buttons. I need help. I want to help. I mean, that's how simple it can be. And then you start leading into resources. So if you have you been able to pay your rent, but you can't care for your dog and you need to be vaccinated because distemper's out there right now. There are low-cost veterinary services. 
if you are unable to care for your pet no longer. There is a peer-to-peer rehoming. You don't need to, if going to a shelter can be scary or or they're literally full as they are right now, you can do a peer-to-peer rehoming to help you know place that your animal in a home that you get to help pick. We're in the middle of this pandemic, whether you believe in it or not. What about that? How does that come into play? People might have COVID. Everybody's getting it right now. How does that play into all this? You got to be careful no matter who you're interacting with. Uh, you know, if you're dealing with strangers or so on, maybe take those extra precautions, maybe wear that mask, meet, you know, in a public place, you know, be safe. So in a typical adoption scenario, you have an interview, you meet the family. This is all high speed. Yep. How does that work? You just kind of going, hey, this is the best we can do for you. Good luck. You know, it's, 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 hey, here's some resources and here's some options, but you've got Google Meet, you've got free Zoom, you've got all of these options where if you want to video call with these people and talk to them, do that. Like get to know them, spend that extra time. You get to write the profile for your pet on that website and you get to say no. This isn't, all right, the first person to ask, I'm going to hand off this pet. It is a peer to peer site. So you get to talk to them and you get to make those choices. Uh, it's the same thing with temporary foster. If you're, you know, unfortunately, only going to lose your home for like a month or two or something like that. There are temporary foster situations you want to continue caring for that pet. Now, is there any legal legal things where, hey, listen, I'm giving you the dog for 30 days. They fall in love with the dog. I don't want to give the dog back. What kind of legal repercussions do you have? It's going to be tough. Uh, so ownership is ownership. But then obviously, you know, there's the old rhyme of like possession is nine possession tenths of the law. Tenths of the law. You know, right. so uh, there is some information out there about, you know, fill out a contract, fill out some information and so on. Is that available at your company or are people just kind of at the there's the some person? suggestions and, and resources but it's not something we're like hey sign this contract follow this because we're trying to provide a service to the community that the community can use with not as much involvement so that they can run it as streamlined and as efficiently as they need to if you need to rehome your pet gosh in a you know a couple days by cutting out the middleman and building the site we've been working so much on the back end of this site to make it super smooth and easy because like you said Man, you're going to be dealing with a lot of crazy stuff. If you're having to rehome your pet or get foster care for your pet at this time, and you're four to six weeks out of getting it into a shelter, like you need it smooth and easy. And, you know, also alter tales if you are listing your pet on a rehoming on the pethousinghelpaz.org. If your pet is not spayed or neutered, alter tales is offering a free voucher to those pets listed on there because, like I said, it literally helps your pet live longer. It's safe, but maybe it's a little bit of an increase where you're like, hey, man. I've already got this voucher. And if you're going to want to take in this pet for me, you can do the service instead of costing you hundreds of dollars because it's part of the voucher program. So like, what can we do to make this easy? It is a hard time. So let's make it simple. All right. Let's say someone's listening right now. They're at wit's ends. They got kids. They got a puppy or a dog or a cat or whatever, alligator in the house. And they're like, we're about to be evicted. And they're ashamed. Maybe they're prideful. A lot of people are embarrassed if they were to get evicted. What would you say to them? Do what's right for your animal. There are times where you have to put them first, and it's going to be hard for you. Some of these animals you've had for years. But if you're living in a car or if you're jumping between couches and you're unable to provide the lifestyle that your pet needs, there are people in a lot of difficult transitional situations that have animals, and it provides them psychological comfort, emotional comfort, and so on. But you need to have that real conversation with yourself. If you're worried about what your life's going to be next week or the week after, maybe making the choice of having that that pet in a new home is the best choice. And that's a hard conversation because you feel like you failed, but you're not. That's just a larger life point is that you can do everything right and you can still 
fail. That's not failure. That's life. And you could have been doing everything right. You could have worked hard to get your job. You could have been paying your rent, but had a small skip or something like that. And you didn't fail. Life is hard right now. And it's not you. It's literally tens of thousands of people in these situations. You need to understand that, that you're not alone, that people are out there to help. It's more about the judgment. You know, we're in a social media age where people, oh, you gave your dog away or you gave you this and people just jump you on social media. That's what I think from everything I've heard people are embarrassed about, like saying you got evicted. That's embarrassing. You can be shamed. Yeah, I think that's the most easy way to put it. That's super messed up, you know, that people are out there doing that. And you have to recognize that everybody lives their own life. There's an interesting concept. It's called Sonder. And it basically means people that, you know, it's like you trying to understand what other people's lives are like. And you need to understand that everybody's life is different. And as a person who may not be losing their job or losing their home, maybe this is your time to step up. So there is this concept of social contractualism. And it's basically that we all work in a society and we all are part of this social contract to make everything move forward and be successful. Did you know that if only 2% of pet-owning households fostered one pet a year, we'd be able to end preventable euthanasia in the United States? I mean, that's such a small number. So maybe this is your time to be able to foster a pet from your local shelter or rescue to provide an extra space for them to rescue an animal or take in an owner surrender of somebody in a difficult spot. Maybe it's temporary. Maybe you fall in love and keep the pet. That's an option. You know, maybe you sign up to be a temporary foster on pethousinghelpaz.org because that's how you can make a difference. If you are in the position to help make a difference, this is the time. This is that tough crunch time where if you have the ability, try and help your common man because you never know when you might be in that spot. Today, it's you. Tomorrow, it's me. You know? Right. So let's talk about that. Let's say someone's in a position that says, hey, I've got some means. I got extra room. I've, you know, maybe kids are gone for college and maybe I can adopt a pet. So let's say someone says, look, I got room. How would they go about signing up to be a foster parent? Yeah. And how does that work? Is there a time limit? We'd say there's no contract, but how does someone say, I want to be a foster parent for a pet? So there's lots of really great foster opportunities out there. You can work directly with a rescue organization like Arizona Humane Society, Maricopa County Animal Care and Control, Arizona Animal Welfare League, Halo, Lost Our Homes. Lots of really great organizations. They're all listed at pethousinghelpaz.org. Or you can foster right on that site as well. There's an option that says, I want to help. And that's the clearest, purest form of I want to help, whether that's I can be a temporary foster. And yeah, those animals are listed on that site specifically saying, I need two months. I need a month. I don't know. But some of you know, big dogs, small dogs, big dogs are the most common that need fosters. Uh, (laughs) You know, I love my big dogs. I have two and I have one dog that's not great with other dogs. So I foster kittens and I'm allergic to cats, but I'm not allergic to kittens. It's a, it's a, weird science thing but uh i love it and i foster puppies and so on and i and i foster for many years it's one of the most rewarding things i've ever done in animal welfare fostering is incredible it's rewarding and you get to see them grow up and make a difference and then you know if you're helping like a temporary foster uh like somebody in the community you get to help them get back on their feet you know take that that warmth that that positivity that you're trying to put out in the world uh, but oh my gosh, fostering is the best. Kitten season in Arizona is like 10 months long, right? Because they only have kittens when it's warm. Yeah, I'm sticking with dogs. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool with them cats. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because I always say like I work from home. I understand Back dogs. and forth. And I'll tell you, man, I have like a little pop-up tent, this little kitten tent, and they live in my living room. <laughs> Yeah. And they go to the bathroom in a box and I feed yeah. them water and, and food and I it's you get to interact with them as much as you can and want. 
but it's so easy. God bless puppies. I love puppies. And I love fostering puppies, but they're messy. You know, it, it's a lot. Yeah, trust and, me. But, you know, fostering adult dogs is really rewarding. Some of these well, dogs, you know, they went through like a medical because, yeah. oh, God, right? You're literally walking into a situation where the dog might know its commands, know its uh, obedience right. and so on. They know how to sit. Yeah. They know stop biting that. Yeah. Don't pee right there. <laughs> right. You know, you're not going to lose sandals. You're not going to, you know, all that stuff. So fostering adult dogs, which is really what these rescue organizations need right now, uh, and 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 definitely pet housing help easy. And people in the community, that's where they need those adult dog fosters. And oh my gosh, so sometimes it's animals that are recovering from a medical case. They just need to lay somewhere because their leg is healing up or they need to get yeah. over, you know, a cold or something like that. Others are just shy. I love working with shy dogs. One of my dogs I adopted was a shy girl. and it's so cool to watch them kind of like open up their personality and you get to be that you get to be that agent of change. And I gotcha. think that's what's really important. Your main part of your business is sprayed and neutering. Tell everybody about that. And when should someone do it and why it's important? You had mentioned some statistics before. Why should everybody spay or neuter there? And I'll be doing that soon. I don't even know yet. I'm taking him to the vet next week, but great right now he's good i don't want to cut his balls off i already hired somebody to do it for me because i don't want him to look at me and he comes out you cut my balls off dad like, right that's just a look you don't want to get from your dog like you cut my nuts off pass it off to somebody else and i'll tell I'm you i'll take that I'll take, got that yeah, I'll take that if i have to be that guy you're like Dad, what did he do? Well, Michael did it, and right, I right. was here in right, your that corner. That motherfucker, Michael, he cut your balls yeah, off, not I, me. You know what? I'll take that. If that means it's one less pet out there that might produce or, or produce an accidental litter, you know, I'm fine with that. I'll take that beef, and I'll sleep fine every night. Uh, but like I said, you're talking about literally increasing their lifespan, uh, you know, sometimes up to a quarter of their life you're gaining by spaying or neutering them. And now, uh, a lot of people will say things like, Oh, you should wait till after they go into heat one time or they should be a year old. Not nah, get rid of that, man. Just it's science out there that's been disproven multiple times. My boss, Dr. Nellie Getz, is one of the smartest people I've ever met. Hi, Nellie. How are you? Uh, it's not that she pays me. It's literally because I worked with her before I started working there and I realized how smart she was. And she's literally traveled around the country talking to people about the importance of spay and neuter. And you can spay and neuter as young as eight weeks old. You don't need to worry about, you know, people think that, oh, they have to be older so their body produces a certain amount of hormones and it's not going to happen to spay and neuter. Nope, get rid of that. It's not out there. There might be reports out there, but the larger science shows that you can spay or neuter at eight weeks old and they're not going to have any sort of long-term life changes or effects I because of it. next week I'm at eight weeks, so we have to Ooh. get together, yeah. I just can't do it. I'm not going to do it to him. You know? I can't look at him in the face and be like, my dude. I cut your nuts off. Yep. Sorry. Also, side note, I also recommend people not doing it themselves. Definitely hire a professional. I'm hiring somebody. <laughs> got five. You know, I'm hiring somebody. Yeah. I'm just gonna go and punk out. I'm not gonna do it to my boy. But you know, build that relationship with your vet. You're gonna these are constant appointments. Make sure that they stay on a vaccination schedule. You've got a young puppy. Make sure they're sticking on that vaccination oh, yeah. schedule. We're Stay good. away from those dog parks, you know, until they're not, fully not vaccinated. Yet. That's why everyone's like, oh, bring him to the gym, show him. And I'm like, nah, not until he's got all his stuff. All right. So how can people find you? How can we promote you and get this message out? Because it's going to be a busy weekend. It's going to be a busy weekend. People are going to be getting kicked out. It's, it's terrible. I mean, I'm not a socialist, but it's, it's business as usual. You got to pay rent. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, and this is not a judgment, but I feel like a lot of people cruise and they didn't pay their bills. If anything, I'm going to pay my rent, if nothing else. If I have to walk, I give up my car, I'm going to pay my rent. You know, A lot I, of people didn't have that attitude. I'll tell you, you know, this is a tough economy right now, and people have lost their jobs, and if you look at the amount of employment they're getting and so on, you've got a big family, you've got a couple kids, you know, 
And we're looking at the rent being, you know, on average somewhere between like $800, like $1,500, depends on where you live. You could have taken every dime you've got and you still wouldn't be able to pay your rent. And yeah, it's hard out there. And so I think that's really important. It's one, you didn't fail. There's a real tough time right now, but there are resources out there. And if you're looking for spay and neuter services, go to alteredtales.org to learn all about us, see what we do. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. We talk a lot about the partnerships and the work that we do. And if you are in a tough spot, understand that you're not alone, that we're here to help, that organizations have come together for months to build resources to make it easier for you during a very difficult transition. And that is at pethousinghelpaz.org. I'm sorry it's so long, but it's long because it contains a lot of really good information. And that's food banks, that's low-cost veterinary services, that's rehoming, that's temporary foster, that's every resource we can think of. It's even rental assistance links, things that you know out there. This is this is going to be hard, but don't think that you have to do this alone, that people have worked hard. People that are literally in this world, in the rental assistance world and the animal welfare world and the city code and all that fun stuff, there are people out there that may not have known what it's like to deal with these kind of things because they never had to, and now they do. So we wanted to make it simple so people can absorb the information quickly, make the best decision for their animal, and hopefully thrive in a difficult time and try and find that silver lining saying, you know, this is hard for me right now, but down the road, I'll be able to give back. And if you're able to give back, if you're able to foster, work with those local rescue groups and and find that difference and make that difference, you know, we're part of a social contract. And if today it's you, tomorrow it's me, you know, you got to work together because it's the only way we're all going to make it. Michael Morfield, we appreciate you coming on, and we'll be back after somebody, a named victim, will be dropping off for the spade neutering. It won't be me. <laughs> and we'll get some follow-up to see how the puppy's doing. And uh, again, folks, there are resources. If you know you're about to lose your home, you got pets that you don't know what to do with, don't do the drop-off inside the road. That's terrible. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women like you who want to live their best life going into middle age. Join us next time for more inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders offering tips and how-tos to improve your life at FitOver40WithCoachClarence.com or wherever you get your podcasts.